Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. Tonight we're covering Season 4, Episode 12, Benefits. With me as always, Jen. Hello, everyone. You will have to forgive me for a couple things. One, we know we missed a week, we went on vacation, and when we got back I was sick. I'm not really sick, I have really bad allergies, but it feels like sick. So... I'm going to struggle through this podcast tonight. I'll try and keep it as peppy as possible. I believe in you. Thanks, honey. (laughs) We have an email from Danielle to share at the end of this. And I guess there's a couple things I do want to mention. One, rest in peace to Mr. Charles Robinson, who played the client that said the famous line, hats off to your lady friends, but I'm not building that. Oh, no. Sorry, Mac. He passed away. Aww. Um, another thing I want to mention, and only because this came up in one of our earliest episodes of our podcast, and I don't think we've mentioned this the last couple of weeks, but I finally listened to the Serial podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't. I haven't re-listened to our last couple of podcasts, so I can't remember if we mentioned it again. I feel like we did talk about True Crime Obsessed, but I can't remember if we told the backstory of why I started listening to it. I think you did. Okay. So I finally listened to Serial. It was great. And now I'm really involved in the Adnan story, of course, like everyone's been Five forever. years too late. Yeah. <laughs> God, I could have done something. <laughs> I live it's in kind Maryland. Of nice because, you know, when I listened back originally, there was still so much unknown. So now Steve got to, like, listen and then find out all the stuff that's happened since it first came out, all the new evidence, all the new interesting facts. And, you know, there's been... An HBO show. There's been additional podcasts, been additional you know investigations. So he and, gets all of that in one go. And I know who did it. <laughs> We're just going to save that for our finale. <laughs> Another thing I want to mention is there was an Entertainment Weekly interview with Craig Thomas and Carter Bays. I'm not sure what really? it was about, but it was summarized on Screen Rant, and they mentioned within the interview what their favorite episodes were. Oh, nice. Craig Thomas says his favorite episode was the season one finale, Come On, which we famously did not like. Interesting. But he liked what he, I assume he wrote it. <laughs> he liked what he wrote, especially the last scene, and how it's much like real life in that we can have both good news and bad news happening at the same time. So while he's at the end celebrating his new relationship with Robin, he's got to deal with Ted, with Marshall. With Marshall and his breakup and his sorrow. So okay. that's why he liked that one. Carter Bays likes the season nine, How Your Mother Met Me mm. episode, because we get to know all about Tracy. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's all I had. Do you have anything you want to mention before we I get in? No, that was just, yeah, was that a recent, could you tell, like, was that a recent interview or is that I don't think it was that, that recent recycled? because I'm so far behind on my news alerts. Oh, okay. That I think it was from earlier in July. Oh, okay. I just have a tiny tidbit that maybe other people already know, and I'm sure you already know, but Entertainment Weekly is not weekly anymore, it's monthly, and it bothers me that they have not changed the name of the magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Tidbit, like the dog. (laughs) Why don't we get into this episode? Let's. What is your initial reaction to benefits? It was fine, you know. Okay, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hate it, it wasn't one of the best, but had a couple good, you know, laugh out loud moments. I think it was better than I remembered, but 
I didn't rank it very well, and I wouldn't move it up. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I think what I've kind of been struggling with these last few weeks is that we've been re-watching episodes of 30 Rock, and, like, 30 Rock is just so, like, laugh-out-loud funny every single... And, and granted, we're, like, cherry-picking we episodes that we it's like true. the best, but... Yeah, we would not have rewatched Benefits if we were cherry-picking through right. How I Met Your Mother. But it's just, like, it's just such a stark contrast of, like... I think it's also because, like, I haven't watched 30 Rock as recently and or sure. as much as I've watched How I Met Your Mother, so a lot of it is still, like, oh, I completely forgot that this thing happened. And so... Yeah, it'll be fun when we get to the 30 Rock uh, recap podcast. Yeah, hopefully most people here are a fan of that as well and will stick with us. Yes. We start off this episode with the narrator catching us up to where we are. We're in 2009, the winter. Robin and Ted had just become roommates, and it wasn't going smoothly. We start off in the apartment where Robin's eating cereal. Looks good to Ted. He's going to get some. Robin says they're out of milk. We get a really good back and forth here. It's like a parent and a child. Ted, of course, being a parent. Or I think just a married couple. <laughs> yeah, I felt more, especially when Robin said, I'm eating cereal. <laughs> Sounded like a child. That sounds very much like you when I uh-huh. ask you to do something of, but I'm doing something. Exactly. I'm very much Robin in this scene. Clearly they need to split household duties like we do. Right. That does make a big difference. <laughs> Avoids a lot of a lot of conflict over chores. I like this next bit from Ted and Robin. He says when he asked her to be his roommate, he figured she's a girl, she'll be neat. But no, you're Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> she's got a great comeback. Ted, instead of coming up with hot off the press topical <laughs> references like that, really good line. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed that too. Revenge of the Nerds is a movie from the mid-80s. Maybe early to mid 80s. I felt like I was nine or 10 when it came out. Did you make me watch this? Yeah, I think I did. Okay. It's a good movie. I feel like I've seen it, but I have no had, frame of reference for who this character is that they're talking about. Ogre was the really big, frat, football y guy that was just disgusting and belched. And mm, Yeah, I don't remember this movie at all. It, had some, it was a good movie, but it had some bad sequels. She accuses him of not washing dishes. He's. They start arguing over yeah. who changes the toilet paper Very tit for tat at this point. Right. Robbins doesn't understand what's going on here. They practically lived together when they were dating. They didn't fight this much. And, and Robin points out that maybe it's because they were having sex, that you know, that's what men and women need to live together because it solves all disputes. Right. They reference a theory by Barney about world peace. Um, oh, before we go to that, when she mentions how sex solves all disputes... We actually see this in Robin and Barney's relationship down the road. (laughs) This becomes a big part of an episode. Right. So put a pin in that. We'll get back to it. I forgot about that. Next season, I guess. Season five, I think, is their relationship. Okay. We get a flashback to McLaren's to see what he's talking about. And Barney starts off with, so I explained to her, I said, Madeline. So clearly this is another reference to Madeline Albright. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think this is our third now. That sounds right. Yeah, I like how they sneak these little callbacks in. Yeah, they move through them very quickly, too. No one ever questions them on it. <laughs> right. I guess who would brag about sleeping with Madeline Albright, but... That's why it's so genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Barney mentions aren't actually peace strategies. They're I just, was just going to say, these are not solutions. They're, they're just like semi, puns. Yeah, semi-clever <laughs> puns. And so we don't need to go through all these. 
when we get to the end of the flashback, Ted says, well, I guess we should just start having sex then, almost jokingly. And then we cut to them in bed. Right. So they decide, you know, maybe this will happen on occasion, but we can't tell anyone about it. Deal, deal. And then we get then we Marshall. Get <laughs> Marshall unexpectedly in the doorway. Uh, from the doorway, deal. deal. And I like his pop-ins. This one and the next <laughs> right. one. They're unexpected. And the next one's... It's sort of like a fool me twice thing where mm-hmm. maybe we should have known he was going to be there, but we didn't. Right. We'll get to that. Right. So Marshall kind of freaks out a little bit of like, you know, what are you doing? What's going on? Ted explains, you know, what the strategy is. And Marshall is not into this. You know, he looked into the future and it works out really great for everyone. Yeah, he's unsupportive. Robin wants to know what he's even doing there. He alludes to... He's got a metaphor of reading a magazine, which is just code for going number two in the bathroom. Ted gets it right away. I like Ted's like, I get it. No problem, buddy. Robin comes right in. Yes, a problem, buddy. Right. She points out there are places to read magazines at work. Right. And Marshall talks about how no one likes to read a magazine at work. And we get a flash of him walking down the hallway sheepishly. No. And he's carrying a weekly them magazine. <laughs> right. Which is supposed to be an obviously an us weekly. It's probably a, it's probably a monthly them by now. It probably is. And then they didn't change the name and it's ridiculous. <laughs> um so I know this comes up, but this is just absolutely ridiculous. That he literally carries a magazine to the bathroom with him. Okay. I mean, okay, it's two thousand nine. Smartphones with the internet are a thing. They're, you know, maybe the, the Wi-Fi is not great uh, in the bathroom. Yeah. You at least have some games on your phone. You don't have to literally carry a magazine through your office to the bathroom. That is weird. Right. So he's carrying Weekly Femme. And on the magazine cover, we get Heidi and Spencer from the Hills, who are starting to call out to everybody, hey, everyone, look at Marshall. <laughs> right. Now, because Marshall's pointing out that when, you, you know, you're carrying a magazine through the office, everyone knows what you're going to do. Obviously, don't carry the magazine. I was going through a big crossword puzzle phase. And so I kept a crossword puzzle book at work <laughs> that I would take into the bathroom with me. Oh, my but, God. So you were Marshall. But I would hide it and, like, I'd tuck it into the back okay. of my pants. Not all the way down. I mean, just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, enough to, yeah. like, then put my shirt over it. Sure. That way no one would see me taking it in there. Hmm. Okay. See, that strategy makes more sense to me than, like, parading around with a magazine towards the bathroom. Yeah, there's a little back and forth on why does he have to carry a magazine. We, let's, <laughs> there's no logical explanation. You're right. There's phones. He says that he's walked through that stretch of hallway. There's a gauntlet of judging eyes. We get little mental comments from people. <laughs> right. I, I like the sweetie so obvious from <laughs> the one guy. Right. So, obviously, Marshall doesn't want to do this at work. Um, Robin does not care. He has to read his magazine somewhere else. You know, she needs the key to the apartment back. And he's not going to do it. I, so I like she goes, give me your key. And he goes, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, and he has leverage here, you know. He blackmails it. Blackmails it. Right, you know. Now he knows something about them, and they don't want that getting out. The key, <laughs> the key buys his silence. silence. And then he says, good day to you both. And I'm surprised we didn't get a good day, sir, <laughs> right. out of this one. And then literally a second later, we're at McLaren's and we've <laughs> Lily. You two hooked up. Robin just holds out her hand without <laughs> Mar- saying anything. Yeah, Marshall hands over the key. Right. <laughs> so Barney struggles with this news. This is off-some. Yes, it off-some. is off-some. 
Barney stuff's interesting here because he's being very obvious in his mm-hmm. reaction to this. The, I think the TV stuff is really good. But I think the other stuff kind of goes on too long with it. I mean, I think it has to go on enough that Ted will pick up on it. So then the story can conclude how it does. Robin and Ted started to explain this is no big deal. This is how they're solving a problem that they have. They've had a rough couple months, and they deserve a little fun. Lily warns this could ruin a friendship, and someone always winds up getting hurt, which becomes the running theme of Mm -hmm. this show. Or it becomes a running theme of the show. Robin says they worked out ground rules. This starts to sound a little bit like Seinfeld, and Danielle and her email mentions that as well. Oh, yeah. When Jerry and Elaine decide that they can start sleeping together without ruining the friendship. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. And Ted says, rule number one, this is strictly a physical relationship. Now, this is the only rule we actually get. <laughs> we never get a two or three. Well, I guess like two is, you know, you don't have to worry about romance. So they don't actually phrase it as rule number two, but they talk about but that's, it. But that's just like one dot A. I mean, yeah, that's not fair. a two. But <laughs> No feelings involved. I thought it was kind of funny that Robin, <laughs> and, you know, Robin in agreeing to this says, it's like telling the Fonz to be cool, which is an even older reference, reference yeah. than the one Good Ted point. made. <laughs> excellent, Jen, excellent. <laughs> hey, that's why I'm a podcaster. <laughs> so they decide they can do it while they watch TV, while they fold laundry, pay bills, cook dinner. Maybe not that. Yeah. That one's not hygienic, so no. And then they explain to Barney that this credit actually belongs to him and this world peace theory. He's Barney freaks out, goes up to the bar to buy a round. Lily follows to... After he screams that the next round's on him. Yeah. Lily... Oh, also we get a, a blind high five between Oh, Robin yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Robin... <laughs> peace was achieved repeatedly. And then, yeah. Ted and Robin do the Lily and Marshall sex-related high five. Yeah. And... Lily goes after Barney, wants to see if he's okay. He's like, why do you ask? Well, for one, you're openly weeping. <laughs> that was kind of good. Right. And so, yeah, it's interesting that Barney, you know, won't even admit his feelings right now to Lily. Yeah. Who has known about this. He doesn't open up easily, even though he knows she knows. Right. So. And he goes out to the alleyway and picks up a TV and slams it onto the concrete. There happens to be a dumpster with, like, four TVs just sitting in it, which... I have a theory sure. on this. Okay. But I'm not ready for it yet. Okay. Or you're not ready for it oh, yet. Oh, I'm not. Because it's going to blow your mind whole. I can't wait. Lily suggests he talks to a psychiatrist. And then, uh, I don't even want to go through this joke of if he's going to pay mm-hmm. someone $200. Right. Prostitute. It's a typical Barney yeah. joke. Insert what you assume Barney would say when it comes to <laughs> paying a woman for something. Right. And... <laughs> so they go back to the table, and Ted is... Telling a story about, or no, sorry, Robin and Ted are talking about how they did it while Robin was returning a bunch of phone calls <laughs> last night. And Marshall's response here is really funny. I knew you didn't get a rowing machine. Yeah, since when is Robin calling Marshall? I don't know. Maybe she wanted Maybe to invite him to the hoser hut. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Robin says, guys, this is a private thing between me and Ted. And then we get a private, private thing. thing. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot at work. <laughs> But everyone hates you. <laughs> now, is that funny if you're the only one that gets the joke? They seem to get it. Like, some of them might not know that it's from How I Met Your right. Brother, but I still get a, f- a few like, laughs here and there. So, Steve, were you in the military? Is that why you do this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite understand. Sometimes I'm by myself when I do it. Like, I'm on a conference <laughs> call. And... 
someone will say something with a major or a private or mm-hmm. general. What's the general point of this? And, I, and, and to I, yourself. And I say general point of this. <laughs> and I really wish you were there. I wish I was too. I don't know if there's times where I miss you any more than <laughs> when that happens. You should text me the next time it happens. I'll appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so Robin points out that you know none of this would even be an issue. Nobody would know about it if Marshall would just read his magazine at work. And Lily's known about this problem. We get a flashback to when he was in law school. He walks into the apartment. She's crying on the couch and accuses him of cheating on her because a credit card bill came today and or that day, and he checked into a hotel by the school, and then it turns out it was just because of a burrito. But, you know, did Marshall have unlimited funds? We get a weird line from Marshall as Robin's going after him on this. Hey, Robin, you want me to see if the waitress has any giant sugar cubes for that high horse of yours? And he's so proud of himself, and he goes to high-five Lily, who, like, it's like an awkward... seems so confused about why she's getting a high-five. Yeah, it's a very awkward <laughs> high-five between the two of them. It's the really funny. The opposite of the one that, that Robin and Ted just had. Right. Barney comes in and says that he's not ashamed of reading a magazine, and he goes on and on and on and on. And then it turns out that he thinks reading a magazine means masturbating. This is very reminiscent of Tracy Jordan on 30 Rock, where he thinks Googling (laughs) yourself means masturbating. (laughs) And he's like, hey, Liz, can I Google myself in your office? (laughs) God, that shit was so good. (laughs) Uh, So we move to the apartment, and Ted starts yelling at Robin about drinking all the milk again. Robin simply replies, we can have sex, and okay. problem solved. <laughs> and then we get a series of scenes of Ted reporting to Barney all the times him and Robin are having sex. <laughs> right. And then followed immediately by Barney saying awesome, and then going out to the alleyway and slamming another TV. So we get, they were laying into each other, then they were laying into each other, if you know what he means. Um, to <laughs> Taking too long in the show. Wait, I want to come back to that. So. Okay. I've, here, here I'll come in with my theory of the TVs. Okay. Now, early on in our podcast, I mentioned how horrible the TV is in the bar. Okay. So I wonder if the show heard me through the space-time continuum mm. and decided to destroy the TVs. Now, because how many they TVs did they have them. in the bar? I only remember one. Hey, I can't explain how the things work through the space-time continuum. Okay. All I'm saying is it seems weirdly coincidental. I mean, didn't you bring this up a really long time ago? Yeah. (laughs) And just three seasons later, they got around to it. I like that his line of, she's yelling at me through the door, you're taking too long in the shower. Next thing I know, she hops in. Now, baby, don't mind, I took my time. (laughs) (laughs) And so these are things that, like, I kind of like that delivery. Yeah, normally Barney would, like, be really into these stories, but because it's Robin, like, he's really struggling. There's another issue with stamps. And then Ted says the postman rang twice. Long story short, it seems like he's getting his euphemisms from Rhonda the man maker now. (laughs) And he tries to get a fist bump, and Barney seems to really be hurting to to bump this. (laughs) Yeah, Barney goes out to throw out another TV, but the dumpster's empty, so we see him at a Best Buy-type store (laughs) talking over with a... A clerk or a salesperson about you know what TVs are best for what kind of use, <laughs> right. and this is really great because it's a really long scene of trying <laughs> to understand when do you want an LCD versus a CRT. 
And then we just see him choosing one and then dumping it, slamming it on the ground into the, into the alleyway. Right. I thought that was a really great scene. Mm-hmm. That was really funny. Lily approaches Barney about all this again and explains that he needs to talk this stuff out like her kindergartners do during feelings hour every Tuesday morning. Barney dismisses this. Then we're at GMB, and we hear that Marshall's still struggling at work. Again, he's walking sheepishly through the hallway, and now we have Kendra, one of Hugh Hefner's girlfriends of that time. from, oh my gosh, what was that show called? Yeah, she did have her own reality show. Yeah, it was like her and two other playmates. But I think then she got her own reality show with her husband. Yeah, she did. She had like a spin-off. He was like a... Football player. Okay. I was going to say baseball, but... Keeping up with Kendra? (laughs) No. Dang, I cannot remember. It was so long ago. Well, at any rate. But yes, this is, yeah, very late 2010s TV era celebrities on these magazines. And as he's walking through the hallway, he does hear that everyone on the eighth floor got laid off. It's a ghost town down there. That's the dream. Marshall goes down and takes on this sort of cartoonish walk as he goes (laughs) through. He's really happy. He opens the bathroom door, a a light shines out outward at him like the sun is inside of it. (laughs) Yes, because now he can go read his magazine in peace. Although he still had to walk through the hallway by everybody to get there, but... That's true. That really doesn't change anything. Maybe he could find a different route to the eighth floor. Yeah, probably. But you're right, that's a good point. That really doesn't change things unless he gets that other route. Marshall would be really into telework. (laughs) <laughs> he was around during COVID. We're back at the apartment. Ted and Robin are reminiscing about the good time they had the night before. And then he kisses her goodbye. <laughs> I says, like Robin's Uh-oh. response because yeah, Ted just says, hey, that was fun. <laughs> Robin, word. That was a good one. <laughs> just a, a funny response. Yeah, unlike Robin. <laughs> right. But yeah, so Ted you know, just automatically kisses her goodbye and leaves. And then they both kind of have an uh-oh pause of like, oh, crap. What just happened? Yeah, we're at McLaren's, and Ted is telling the guys about this. How weird it was, and it violated the spirit of their whole arrangement. And how she probably now thinks he has feelings for her. He says that he doesn't. It's, you know, a leftover reflex. When Marshall asks, well, are you in love with her? Barney goes, yes, I'm in love with her, is what Ted's like. That's you, dude. (laughs) Right. And then we get Robin telling the same story to Lily at the apartment. Yeah, it was weird. W-I-E-R-D. That's not how you spell weird. <laughs> Come on, Lily. No one, no one likes a Ted. <laughs> that was a good exchange. Mm-hmm. So Lily tried to warn them, but her cuteness interferes with people hearing her message. It's <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> so collectively, everyone decides that they have to stop sleeping together. They talk about it back at the apartment. They both agree that they're ending it. And they're going, you know, through the basically the motions of a breakup. They agree to just be roomies. They cut to the kitchen. <laughs> Ted where, finds an empty carton no, of milk, and they're back in bed. Yeah, he yells. Cut to the bedroom, but they can't tell anyone. Deal, deal. deal then deal. Marshall. <laughs> and Marshall's back. <laughs> yeah, it turns out someone tried to almost hit him in the head with a sledgehammer <laughs> coming through because they were finally. Going to renovate that floor. Right. I do like while he's reading the magazine, celebrities pick up their dry cleaning. I pick up my dry cleaning. (laughs) Making fun of their Just Like Us segments, which I think all of those magazines have. Right. Ted arrives back at his apartment and Barney's there 
taking out the trash. Right. We find out that he bought 10,000 stamps, an entire refrigerator worth of milk. Which is nonsense, unless you can freeze <laughs> right. them. And a dishwasher. So clearly he's trying to avoid any potential roommate arguments. That yeah, the dishwasher thing was funny. Right. I didn't never realize that they didn't have a dishwasher there already. Right. That's horrible. Yeah. No good. Yeah, we were on, on our little vacation at, <laughs> at the lake. We were in a house without a dishwasher. I mean, it takes a long time to wash it dishes. It does. And there's only three of us. They didn't even have one of those long things, so you didn't have to get your hand into it. No. You had we had to use a sponge. sponge. Ugh. This must be how poor people live. We're very privileged. You do Whiny not. People. You do not want our problems. <laughs> so, did you buy us a dishwasher? That dishwasher has always been there. How long have you lived here? The new tag is still on it. <laughs> right. So this is where Ted realizes Barney clearly has some feelings going on. Barney yeah. denies it, but Ted can tell. Yeah. Ted gives him about 20 chances mm-hmm. to say something, and Barney won't, but Ted knows. Right. So then we <laughs> cut to Barney having a little monologue about what's going on, you know, explaining, like, yes, this was my chance. I could have said something. Yeah, we're meant to know. think that he's with a therapist right mm-hmm. now. But as we pan out... He's talking to Lily's kindergarten class. And lighting a cigarette as he's talking. He's, feel, he's holding Feely the Share Bear. And I like <laughs> Lily's. Get out. Now, they should have just cut the scene there when she said get out. I don't think they needed to go any further. I did like the Feely the Share Bear part. Yeah, though. they needed to build Feely into it somehow. But when she started to get into Ben's parents are getting divorced. and Right. I, I think they, the get out was, I think, the exit line there. <laughs> So they're at G&B. Marshall comes into Barney's office. Um, Barney will not give back the, sh- the bear. He's holding it. <laughs> he denies he has it, even though he's clearly holding it. <laughs> Marshall's bragging that he just read a magazine at work. Now, this scene doesn't make a lot of sense. I just decided to get over it, so I'm over it. You know, it's one of those quick shortcuts to the end of a story. Right. But I do like, as he's walking through the hall, you know, everyone's mentally complimenting him. <laughs> right. And I again, know what he's, you're about to walk, do, and I respect you for it. His walk is, again, very cartoonish. <laughs> then we get Kim Kardashian on the cover giving him a Shakespeare quote. <laughs> I love his line. You're right, super hot lady, who my wife keeps telling me why you're famous, but I keep forgetting. Let's do this, because I do remember back before <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which I believe this is before. No. No? No. Okay. Well, at any rate, I remember... Before. No, because she was basically, that, that was basically why she was famous, was Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Like, I think the, the sex tape and Keeping Up with the Kardashians were very, very close together. So this is 2009, presumably could have been shot in 2008. I mean, if we're saying it was winter 2009, or, well, yeah, winter 2009, does that mean December or January? Yeah. All right, Keeping Up with the Kardashians started 2006, so yeah, this has been plenty of time. But even probably early on in that show, I was always asking people, why is she famous again? She's and, famous because she's famous. But every time someone explained to me you know, what her background was, I could never remember it the next time I saw oh. her. So this was, <laughs> I really felt this. I see Marshall here. Yeah, so I guess this was pre-Kardashian ubiquity. Well, this story and Marshall's comment that you got to man up and just go for it inspires Barney. On the way out, he shows Marshall that there's a little <laughs> hidden bathroom there that he could have been using all this time. Which, I don't know, is that better? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's... I don't know that Barney would actually really want him. Yeah, that was like, is Barney's in his office? Is Marshall just going to go in there? I don't know. 
that seems like maybe Barney's not in there. That's one thing. Barney bursts into the apartment to tell Ted the truth that he's in love with, and then Robin pops up and he says tacos. You would think he would go with an R word there if he's right. about to say Robin. Ravioli. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and again, another interesting line from Robin. She's getting really street here. She's <laughs> right. taking out the trizash. <laughs> Between word and trizash, right. we got a whole new character coming in. Yeah, Robin's going through some stuff. She's looking for a new job. She's trying to figure out who she is. I forgot that she's out of work right now, but I found this very strange. You know, she says, if you're looking for Teddy Left, then she says, and our little arrangement is over, by the way. Why is she telling Barney this? It's like out of nowhere. Yeah. I it's mean, al- it's, it's almost, just to further the story. Right. There's it would no only make reason. sense if she kind of knew and liked that Barney liked her and was letting yeah, him know or, that you know, maybe don't she stress could, over this anymore. Yeah. Maybe she Otherwise, it doesn't up. make sense. Maybe she was picking up on some of the stress. I don't think too. she was. I, I just think, yeah, it was it was to move the story along. Yeah. I mean, again, it's us full. Yeah. Yeah. Is she not picking up on that? Mm. No one seemed to, except for Lily. Ted clearly did, eventually. Eventually, but not from the right off some. Right. So Ted told Robin that, you know, he couldn't do it anymore because someone's going to get hurt. Barney says, I love you. And she's like, oh, exactly. That's exactly what Ted would be like. Right. This part reminds me of you now that Taco's out there in the universe or in the ether. Robin wants to go get a taco. Heck yeah. Yeah. Anytime you hear a reference to a food now, you want that food. Yep. (laughs) I kind of want ravioli now. All right. So Robin points out that, you know, Ted's not like Barney... You can't get involved with friends. It doesn't work out. And then, yeah, suggest that they go to get tacos because Barney loves them. And that's probably all that's worth mentioning through yeah. the rest of this episode. Well, I mean, yeah. And then that's it. They go get tacos, presumably, and the episode ends with just the point out that, you know, Aunt Lily was right. Someone always gets hurt. It just wasn't the two people that we guess it would be. Right. Don't bother picking up your copy of the rankings. This was ranked past 100. Oh, boy. Okay. It's ranked 114. Wow. Okay. But I will say that this is the worst ranked episode of all of season four, and it's the last one that's ranked over 100, so you'll be guessing the rest. Excellent. Favorite joke? Um, Barney in the kindergarten classroom. (laughs) That was a close... there There was like four or five that were good enough to really compete, but... I think Barney at the TV store was my favorite, leading into <laughs> okay. him slamming it on the concrete. Mm-hmm. Any loose favorites? Um, yeah, when Barney's talking about what he'd rather pay someone $200 Me too. an hour. <laughs> it was between that and... Um... <laughs> Jen and I just had a failed high five, maybe because it wasn't about sex. Well, I guess that was kind of about sex, the prostitute. But it wasn't about, it wasn't our, about sex. our sex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> always comes back to something. Yeah, I'd, I'd say my... Almost was all of the non-peace solutions that Barney proposes. Yeah, I thought those weren't bad. It just didn't make sense. Right. They were clever in a way. So, yeah, that's why I went with the other one. I'm going to go ahead and read Danielle's email. Danielle says, hey, guys. Yeah, that first one was a draft I accidentally set out. So I'm not sure if everyone remembers, but she sent us two comments on the last episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Two different emails, and so I was wondering if she was, had been drinking or <laughs> had short-term memory loss, but no. So she accidentally sent us the first one. She says, or writes, Robin and Ted remind me of Jerry and Elaine when Lily be, with Lily being George. <laughs> it, would have, it would have been so funny to hear her say, where do you get the ego? Which is what George, this, 
She's writing that because that's what George says to Jerry when he informs George that the situation between himself and Elaine. Funny. She goes on. Barney crushing on Robin has to be one of my favorite sides of him. So cute. He was my favorite part of the episode. Though, I didn't think he got found out this early. But another sweet ending. Yeah, I guess Ted didn't know, but Lily already did. So in a way, he was already found out. Her favorite joke is when Barney goes to buy the plasma TV. Too ridiculous. (laughs) You and me both, Danielle. Worst joke would have been the marshal going down the hallway and everyone looking at him. Love ya. Thanks, Danielle. Love ya. All right. Jet. Steve. Go ahead and tell people where they can find and write to us. You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com, email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com, on Twitter at RunkleRecaps, or Instagram underscore how I met your podcast underscore. Thank you, Jen. I have to go work on not being sick and being awesome instead. Excellent plan. We'll speak to you all next week. Jen, would you go take out the Trizash? Word. <laughs> Bye.